has for the current incumbent in the White House? See, I don't look at it as hypocritical. Uh, I, I spent two years uh, writing that book, and I went and like any reporter, and that's the only way you understand, I think. Uh, I went to megachurch services. I went to creationist weekends. Actually, I went. I took a course to be certified to teach creationism. But it's fascinating because it's in the details that you understand the absurdity of it. So according to creationism, the account of the creation of the world in Genesis is factually true. But it does create a problem because God doesn't create a light until the fourth day. So our teacher was saying, well, just tell them that God created a temporary light. Well, that's not in Genesis. But it's, it's there that you see... Uh, the, the species of magical thinking that is endemic, as Hannah Arendt points out, to all forms of totalitarianism. These megachurch pastors are Trumpian. They are phenomenally wealthy. They pray and make their fortune, they're all millionaires, off of people's despair by promising them that magic Jesus will solve all of their problems as long as they keep giving seed gifts and buying prayer cloths and all this kind of stuff. Um, they have a, created a, a classic system of totalitarian indoctrination where you invite people into the service, which has nice music, and unlike the Presbyterian church, there's like comfortable chairs to sit. <laughs> and, but then they suck you into what, again, going back to Aaron, crawls the systems of indoctrination, which we don't see. So suddenly all of your educational time, your leisure time, your religious time is, is, is occupied by this church. You are assigned a discipler. Any kind of questioning becomes backsliding. And uh, I, I read, when I was writing this book, Margaret Singer's uh, book called Cults in Our Midst. And I really came to believe that this was cultish. And I, I went in there with the usual prejudices of uh, uh, the liberal Christian. Uh, but the more I interviewed these people, the more they, their stories broke my heart. Uh, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, evictions, uh, prolonged and chronic underemployment or unemployment, uh, splintered families, opioid addictions, alcoholism. And that's why they have this lust for the end times. And I went to an end times weekend in Detroit, it was appropriately located, <laughs> with, with, with Tim LaHaye. And, and they have this whole, you know, the rapture is never in the Bible. I mean, this stuff's just totally invented. But I really came to see by being around these people that they're, they hate. I think the core emotion of this movement is hate. They hate the world. They hate the real world for almost destroying them. And at the end of that book, I came to the conclusion that the only way we will break this movement is to reintegrate these people back into the economy, to give them stability, to give them uh, a sustainable income, to give them hope. And you, you, you will never talk them out of this belief. In fact, if you begin to try and challenge them, they get incredibly defensive and incredibly angry. So Trump is a natural, uh, and you know, the sexual proclivities of these megapastors is right in sync with Trump's lifestyle. Um, I mean, look at Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, 
so uh, people say it's hypocritical. How could Trump? No, no, it's, it's a perfect marriage. Um, they're a political movement. They're, they're about the prosperity gospel. They're not about the gospel. They're about their perversion of the gospel. They're about preying on people in despair. Um, they are about sacralizing the American empire, fusing the iconography and language of American patriotism with a Christian religion, and we saw that in Germany with the German Christian church. And that's what they are. And, and my attack on liberals, especially liberal Christians, is that in the name of tolerance, they gave these people a credibility they should never have had.